All right. Welcome, everyone. Today with me, I have Carmelia Ray, who is an internationally acclaimed matchmaker. She's a matchmaker for high-achieving men and the quality women they're searching for. She's also a renowned um, TV personality from Mum vs. Matchmaker, The Real Housewives of Toronto, and A User's Guide to Cheating Death. Welcome, Carmelia. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you. So, Carmelia, it's I don't come across um, a lot of match matchmakers, and it's very interesting for me to learn more about what you do and what you focus on, and how do you help people um, find love or or more. That's a loaded question. My goodness. Um, Well, I am a professional matchmaker and I'm also a relationship coach. Uh, So essentially what I do is I help uh, provide connection and matches for the clients I'm working with in a matchmaking capacity. And how I do that is I screen and qualify and I meet with all potential clients um, and, and the singles in my database Uh, before I introduce my client to another match or a potential introduction, I have made sure that they are who they say they are. We physically met or in many cases over the last three months that I've met by video, uh, (laughs) verify that they are who they say they are. And from a coaching capacity, I will help uh, singles get over their dating blocks um, at during the pandemic, I've actually been helping some people through their breakups. So I'm doing uh, love recovery. And I've also helped uh, couples fall back in love and reignite their spark in their, in their relationships. So it, it, I tend to uh, help anybody that can see my experience and value in helping them have a better and more connected life with their partner or finding that partner. Yeah, that's that's actually very interesting. It's much more than just the word matchmaker really mm-hmm. um, means literally. Um it's very cool. So to tell us tell me a little bit about like what um what do you find people struggle with the most when it comes to finding a life partner or a business partner? What's the one one thing that you've come across most often? You know, it's the it's making sure because there are people everywhere, and you know, I'm thinking of the most recent client that I um, started working with. She is at the top level of her company. Um, she is one of the you know only females in the management team. So although she's surrounded by men mainly. Uh, she does not want to meet people at work uh, and and actually prefers to meet outside of that circle. So you might think, oh, wow, a woman working with all men. And and I'm sure some of your listeners will be hearing this and it could be opposite as well. Men that work with a lot of women and they just, you know, can't like personal trainers. I know so many male trainers that will not date their um, uh participants or or the people they're training and they just won't go there, right? So that's an example of somebody that although you might be surrounded around women, they just don't um, engage in that for legal reasons and many other reasons. So one, the, the biggest challenge, of course, are for singles who are looking for a, a specific type of person. 
you know, finding a life partner is is challenging on its own. And and now you've got a you're looking for someone that shares common interests and values and goals. And when you're living a busy life, finding the time for you to get out of your house and out of your way and and out of work to, you know, meet someone, the second obstacle is where. Like, where do I meet this person? And do I wear a sign that says single and looking? <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, they're also very discreet about it. So it's not as if they want to broadcast to the world that they're, you know, unattached. And and oftentimes uh, for singles who are coming to me, that's not the status they want to be in. They, they don't want to be single. They don't want people to know that they're single per se. And so this part of their life, they really want to protect and not uh, put it in the workspace or with other people. There's a bit of, uh, of, of privacy and concern with that, which is why many of my clients, depending on the role and position they are in their company, are, are, are reluctant to do online dating. They're afraid of what are people going to think? And depending on their age, are my kids going to see my dating profile? Oh my goodness. What if my neighbor sees my profile? And what if my ex sees my profile? So there are all of these concerns as a busy professional when, you know, all eyes are on you and you're living a fabulous life and you're considered very eligible and extremely marketable and you're single. So there are so many things that that people are not really they, they either if they're listening and they're single they can get, and then other other times we're taking for granted and we're forgetting that this part of their life is is an area that has not been very successful and they see a tremendous success in all other areas. So it's how to navigate that. That the challenge is how do I go about meeting somebody at my level without feeling awkward about it without, you know, putting myself out there. And, you know, unfortunately, you're going to have to put yourself out there, even though you don't want to. Uh, You know, there are, we also have to challenge ourselves to do things that are a bit uncomfortable. Otherwise, you know, there, there isn't going to be a change. So, and, and, and clearly that's why they're coming to me as a matchmaker or going to a professional and seeking help. There are, you know, hundreds and thousands of therapists. I have one. I'm a matchmaker. I've been a coach for years and years, but I have an army of coaches that support me in many different areas of my life. That's that's pretty um, pretty awesome. I I've never thought about um, all of these concerns. I mean, I definitely would think about them if if I were single. But you know, the profile someone else that you don't want coming you know, kind of stumbling upon your profile and, and making fun of you or whatever, um, with the online dating side, like that would be probably my, um, number one option. But then you start thinking like, what if, and that's, that's a very valid point. Like to me, that's probably the most, um, uh, yeah, there's a, con. there's a, yeah, there's a, vul- you know, there's vulnerability there and there's yeah. privacy and there, you know, what do you want people to know about you? And then if you are a leader in your company and people only view you as the boss or as a management team or executive level, and, and then they forget that outside of that, you're a human being and that you're, you know, and someone could look at that. Well, I know why she's single. She works every day or he works every day or he doesn't have time for a relationship. Oh, my God. Who's he going to date? Like, I mean, there are all <laughs> these 
things. Um, and I'm, and I'm certainly empathetic to that and I understand where they're coming from. And at the same time, you know, if you, if you're going to hire a matchmaker and you're going to solve an issue, well, we got to look at where you're at and where are you going and what are the changes we need to make and what do we have, what, what processes and, and, you know, procedures are we going to put in? Like what's missing in your life that you don't have right now? And what do we have to do to make that happen? You know, something has to happen in order for there to be a change. Yeah, I agree. And, and you've mentioned also that you do a lot of coaching, um, not matchmaking coaching, but coaching in general. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Like what, what do you help people with? I know that you've mentioned that you help businesses also bring in, um, partners. Um, so a business matchmaking as well. Could you talk yeah. a little bit about that? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I'm playing matchmaker for many people. As an example, I'm working with a very high level coach. He's got a great brand and I'm helping with his sales team. And he came to me because he knows I've had a ton of sales experience. I used to run you know, a call center and sales department for one of the largest matchmaking organizations. And because he is a dating coach with, um, you know, a very big platform, he has just created a, um, a private mastermind and coaching platform for his company. And uh, he had approached me to work with him and collaborate and see and sell his programs. And part of selling the program is also going through the script understanding the pain point of his customer. What are these women, what do these women want? What are they looking for? Um, what, what does this program have that offers them the solution to that pain point? And so for this particular coach, I am, you know, I'm helping him with the structure of the sales process and making sure he's got the right people in place and then many times I, because a lot of the clients I work with are entrepreneurs, they are business owners, they're corporate executives, they often are looking in the hiring process. Hey, I'm looking for a digital marketer, or I'm looking for an event coordinator, I'm looking for someone who's a sales manager, I'm looking for, you know, a PR person. And that's how you and I met. We are both part of, uh, you know, super connector media or unfair advantage, one of those things that we, that connected us. And, uh, I belong to that mastermind group, even though I do a lot of press, I have a lot of media, I have four years of my own television show. I, I doesn't mean that I don't have anything to learn. And I, and many times I join groups for the purpose of just expanding my network and intentionally expanding my network with other like-minded people, people who are successful in their field, they're passionate, they're curious, they're driven. I like to surround myself with those types of people. And though that describes the kind of people I work with. I love it. It's, it makes a lot of sense. I, understand uh, totally where you're coming from. And, um, I guess in your, um, in your niche, it's, it's sort of a niche. I would, th at mm -hmm. least that's how I perceive it in your niche. It's, it's super important to connect with other people because that's how you can be even more successful matching your clients to people that you meet, um, and get to know. And absolutely. I, and you know, there, if I were a busy ER doctor, 
Um, and I, and I, I've met many in my time and I've met many because I've been in ER rooms before (laughs) (laughs) health reasons. My, my, my father's had multiple, um, you know, heart attacks or whatever the case might be. I like being in an ER uh, room, it's, it's like hustle bustle. There's, you know, they, they get certain amount of days off and then, uh, let's say you're a flight attendant, you know, or uh, a firefighter. Firefighters have these 24 hour, you know, schedules, but then they also get like these four days off in a row, you know, and same with uh, flight attendants. They work like, I want their lives. They work six, seven times a month and that's considered, you know, a full time job. So, I mean, they have a totally different lifestyle or the lifestyle of an entrepreneur where you might have mastered the four hour work week or you're living the 90 hour work week. Right. It's like and and then it changes. Right. Like it changes all the time. So people, um, you know, tend to gravitate with, you know, they're looking, they find their tribe, they're looking for that tribe. And, and hiring a matchmaker uh, allows you to leverage, you know, her resources, her experience and her skill set to find that single tribe member. Not that you want to connect with all these people, you're looking for that one person that you can lock arms with, and you can live out the rest of your life, you know, fulfilling each other's dreams and making things happen together. If that's your definition of partnership, again, everybody's idea of partnership varies. And and that's something that I'm tasked with as well, is to match those people that are similar in lifestyle and values and goals that kind of get each other without having to explain or convince or twist or force um, a partnership, with which many people end up doing in real life. Because they meet someone based on attraction, they meet somebody based on circumstance, and they try to make it work when it doesn't work, or they don't have the foundation for a solid relationship. They do what they can because they're emotionally involved, and then it breaks down. Um, Hence the 50% divorce rate and counting. I am one of the stats. I contributed to it. I was married before. (laughs) I was divorced in 2007. So it happened to me too. You know, I happened to me too. So I, I coming from a space of experience and knowing what it's like when you're not in a happy situation. Um, And then when you meet somebody that is just a better fit all around. Yeah. Totally makes sense. I mean, it's, I think many of us kind of defer to either an internet, um, one of those internet matchmaking websites or Mm -hmm. just hoping that they will someday meet someone instead of actually actively um, setting, setting that goal to meet someone to spend their life with. Yep. There there is a dating coach, uh, a male dating coach. His name is David Wygant. And I, um, asked him to speak at, there's an annual conference called I Date, and I am one of the co-organizers and I invite, um, you know, leaders in matchmaking and date coaching to come and speak. It's kind of like the industry, the dating industries, you know, conference. And he shared a word that popped up as you were speaking and it's called hopium. You know, people have all this 
hopium and it's great. I mean, I think it's better to have hopium than no, than nopium, like than nothing happening. Right. Cause then if you think if you're in the no mindset, then you're not doing anything. You're, you know, sitting on the couch or you're lying in bed or you're staying at home and nothing's going on, but you are, and yeah, many people are hopeful when they're on a dating site, something can happen. And that hope quickly turns to despair when you are on a dating site and it's not happening and you're looking around and thinking, "Ugh, is this where I want to be? Because it, it, it is a different animal. It's a completely different animal. And you've got all creatures in this, you know, platform from lizards to lions and everything in between. Okay. The snakes, the foxes, and then the hunky and the most attractive and most eligible people. And it's just a range of everything in between. And and that space as well is also challenging to navigate, which is why um, the, the support of a coach and, and, and I also help people with that aspect of dating, you know, what to write, um, how to present, what photos they should take. I do a lot of branding makeovers. I have a weekend photo shoot where I'm shooting like four different clients in uh, they're doing their lifestyle photo shoots so that they can present better online and tell the story, uh, share the, their personal story of what they want, how they want to show up uh, so that they're sending the right message. Sometimes their photos really don't do them justice. And other times their photos just don't tell a story at all. They just they'll just blend in the background of the thousands of other profiles. So I really want people to have a profile that is, is a, going to stop people in their tracks or at least stop their person and have their profile call out and say that, yes, I want to meet her. I want to meet him. That sounds great. Um, I love it. I totally love it. And I'm curious to know, how did you kind of start this, this, business, this side of coaching and how did you get into this niche? Well, in 1992, I applied for a telemarketing job for a dating service uh, way back when. And I was in my early 20s and I literally worked in a phone room and my job was booking appointments for singles who were curious about matchmaking and they got to meet with a relationship consultant. So this is essentially the salesperson who would tell them how matchmaking works. And I booked appointments for those people. So in order to book an appointment, I obviously was on the phone first and we did this. We got to know each other. We built some rapport. I found out what they're looking for. They told me about themselves. I found out what was working, what happened in their last relationship. So I was literally paid to gab. And I love to talk. And we're talking about my favorite subject, which is love and relationships. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me right now? Like you're paying me to talk to single people, to give them an opportunity to change their love life. Um, sign me up all day. And this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And that's exactly what it what happened. And then, you know, 15 or 17 years later, after I had you know, really learned everything you could learn about this business. I decide I met my current business partner who um, is a webmaster and he would launch people's uh, blogs and created 
you know, he was doing blogs for a lot of fitness uh, celebrities. He was really well um, established in the fitness niche and was making websites for very, for like key influencers and top, um, you know, influencers in their chosen field. And he had never met a matchmaker. And he said, you've been doing this how long? He's like, can you give advice? I'm like, of course I can get, he goes, can you write about it? I'm like, I think I can. He's like, all right, we have to start a blog. You have to tell everybody what you do. You have to do this by yourself. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) What do you mean I have to do? I have a job. I get paid well. You know what I mean? Like, why do I want to leave that? And then then it just got me to think about, you know, uh, doing things my way. And and at that point in my career, uh, it's funny, I started to attend business conferences, as I was mentioning. Um, And so I started meeting people outside of the company I was working with. And back in the day, this is now 10, 15 years, about 10 years ago, nobody collaborated in my industry. You didn't talk to the the competition. In fact, you looked at them like, you're trying to steal my leads. You're trying to steal my people. It was very incestuous. It was very like, go over there. This is my side of the, the the fence. You go on the other side of the fence, right? You And then with clients, it's like me or them, you pick which one. I, I, I never, uh, that never agreed with me, right? And, and, and today in my practice, I, you know, really am a stand for collaboration. I've had people who've hired me and who've hired others. I've had people who've hired others then hired me. Um, and I'll, and, um, I'm not the type of person that says, uh, you know, bad things about another business so that I can win that business. It's really about, is this person the right fit for me? Can we work together? Can I make a difference with this individual? Um, are they coachable? Are they somebody that I think has, you know, what it takes to do the work to get those results? Um, and I'm not sure if you've done coaching before, if you've ever coached someone, Tatiana, have you, have you participated in coaching before? Um, I do coach clients, um, when it comes to all things, numbers, money, and taxes, uh, but okay. I'm not necessarily a coach. I'm an accountant, but I end up coaching because a lot of people need that. And yeah. Just- and, and you're giving advice and imagine you give advice like, and to you, it's like, this is black or white. I mean, you do this and I save you money. You do this and you'll lose your money. Right. <laughs> it's like for you, it's like if you're borrowing your expertise and, and your expertise is taxes and numbers and accounting, which is not mine, by the way, we probably should, I have an accountant, but um, for the, for good reason, let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm not good to manage my money. I have to give it to someone else. So that being said, it, that's what I do as a coach, right? And I, it can only work if the person believes in the ideologies that I believe in and, and we're aligned. And so it would be the same for yourself. You cannot tell somebody who does not want to be coached what to do. They're not going to be open to listening. And, and, and this, these are some of the lessons I've learned in the past and moving forward that there are some people that I'm, I'm also just not a good fit for. And sometimes I know that right away. And other times we discover that in the process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, the at this point, um, the alignment of values with the client is the number one thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I absolutely agree with you and absolutely use that because if let's say in my industry, if someone wants to cheat on their taxes, they're not a fit for me. Correct. Like integrity is my number one um, c- principle and I it's non-negotiable for me. Right. Fair enough. So yeah. Carmelia, this has been great, great content. And I want to ask you kind of as a last, um, last question. Um, if someone who's been listening to our conversation, um, is single and realize that now is the time to start looking for a meaningful relationship in their life, what would be, what would you recommend them do as a first step? Like what would be the starting point for them? Ooh, great question. (laughs) Well, number one, acknowledging that you are single and that you want to do something about it, that really is the first step, right? Because there's so many single people that have come to me and said, I haven't been in a relationship for a long time, or I had this aha moment, or geez, like, I didn't realize, like, I'm single and I didn't mean to be single. I just was blah, blah, blah. And here I am. So that being said, I acknowledge you for, for saying that you're single and you want to do something about it. This, the, the next best thing that you've got to is take an inventory, right? Look at what you want. Either when some, I, I start by having people start to really consider what do they need in a partnership? Now, whether that looks like writing out their dream person, writing out, uh, you know, what they look like from visualization, right? What does this person, what could they look like? What, what do they, what, what occupation might they have? What's the age range? What are they listening to? Like really kind of getting clear on who this person is, because if you're going to start looking or putting yourself out there, then who are you want? Who do you actually want to attract? If you just are like you're single and you're going out there and you're unclear and you're not intentional, you will attract everything, and that's overwhelming. Okay, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Very overwhelming. It's like it's the wrong kind of of, of attention. When you're bring, you know, when you're um, putting yourself out there in the wrong pool. A, a, a primary example: I had an entrepreneur girlfriend of mine that uh, put herself on a website. I won't name the website, but she put herself on a website and said it lasted 24 hours because she looked around. She she didn't like any of the people that messaged her, um, and she was diligent about it. Like I'm trusting that she she did it, and she's like that was not for me. And then I did a little bit more research and uh, thought, you know what, eHarmony, which is a relationship-based website, um, or Sensio, which is the, if you're in Los Angeles, it's a matchmaking app, which I'm a partner in. It's like, that's a matchmaking app. So if you want to be matched, you go to a matchmaking app. If you want a relationship, you go to a relationship-based site. You do not go to you know, a, an app that connects people for hookups because you're going to get that, right? So that's the wrong place to be. Anyway, uh, so you've got to be clear on on have a path and know what your goal is. And from even is your goal to date? Is it to get married? Is it to have children? Long-term relationship? There are so many things to consider. And then the follow-up to that is to be in action 
of getting yourself closer to that goal. And whether that action is going to various websites, going to a new event, um, telling the universe you're single and you want to attract, changing your status on Facebook to make it public that you're single, what, all those you know subliminal or, or blatantly obvious things that you have to do to get a little uncomfortable, you, you definitely, as they say, have to get out of your comfort zone and be willing to, you know, stand on that ledge, right? Because there is no like halfway. You're not like, you know, you're not partially pregnant, as they say. <laughs> you're either, you know, it's one or the other. You don't, you know, stand on the on the fence with that. Yeah, I agree. Thanks so much. This has been mind-blowingly amazing. Um, <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for the insight. I think our my listeners will our listeners will find it super helpful. And oh, my pleasure. Um, thanks so much for coming on on this podcast. Thank you, Tatiana. And before we go, I'll just say that if one of those, you know, for their listeners um, who you've you've already said who I am, but I am offering a free. 15 minute Zoom date with me. So if you're curious about matchmaking or or seeing if there's a fit for us to work together, I'm happy to do that. So I just wanted to leave you with that. Amazing. Thanks so much. And I'll put the link in in the um, show notes so that people Perfect. can actually find you and, and find your offer. Thanks so much, Carmelia. Thank you, Tatiana.